Good morning. Sitting with uh, Peter McKindis of Rockfish Brewing today. We're going to talk about his uh, history, the business here a little bit. And uh, without further ado, we're going to get started. Uh, so simply, Peter, where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up all over the place. Uh, I was uh, out west for my, you know, you know, early elementary years, so Oregon, Washington, that area, and then for middle school and high school, I was in Pennsylvania, and then Florida for college. So um, then back up to the Mid Atlantic, um, post grad school for you know last twenty three years now. Okay. Which parents do for work? Um, my mother's a veterinarian, um, so she owns a practice down in Florida still, um, and she is trying to retire. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. looking looking for buyers and stuff, and uh, super busy. So it's one of those weird dichotomies where it's hard to find buyers for practices, but it's uh, slam busy all the time. Sure. Yeah. Just uh, kind of standard family vet practice, dogs, yeah, cats, yeah, small animal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, two doctor, two and a half doctor practice, something like that. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any siblings? Nope. Nope. Just single parent, single single child. I understand yeah, small that. Small family. <laughs> my, uh, my, my sister doesn't want to hear this, but for a cent, I still consider myself an only child because for 17 years, it was just me. Oh, okay. And so I'm ready to leave and go to college, and then my sister showed up. So, <laughs> You're a way older brother than Yeah, yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> All right. Have you been married? Married? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Children? Yeah, two children. Uh, both about adults now, so. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Um, what brought you to Central Virginia? Um, Charlottesville, my last career, um, that was a, uh, a field-based position. So I had an option to either, um, and I was covering, we were covering geographic swaths of land in terms of the management. So um, I had a choice of either going north or south from the Baltimore area, and I didn't want to go kind of to the cold north. So um, I was familiar with Charlottesville. Um, I didn't know rich. I didn't want a big city, but I wanted something, you know, I guess I was used to college towns. I lived mm -hmm. in, I was born in Logan, Utah. I lived in Corvallis, Oregon, Pullman, Washington. So those are all where the colleges are, Eugene, um, Gainesville, Florida stuff. So, you know, I like, uh, I like college towns and I thought Charlottesville, you know, I was kind of, it was about 2002, I guess, when I moved here. So, um, yeah, um, the town has changed a lot, but. You know, it has uh, grown a lot, but it still it still maintains its its coolness. I like it. You know. Yeah, like you, I came in the end of uh, two thousand one. You know, okay, I came in August oh one for grad school and then never left. So right, I understand. Yeah. What you want to be when you were five? <laughs> I don't know. Probably a veterinarian or something like my mom. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think, or or a businessman like my grandfather. <laughs> yeah. What uh, What's your favorite movie or book? Oh, geez. Well, I always liked Heart of Darkness, um, which is a great book. It's a Joseph Conrad book, so kind of a classic. Um, you know, as far as classic books go, so I always liked that one a lot. That was intriguing. Um, movies, oh, geez, I could go across the board, you know. I mean, there's a lot of movies I like, but I do like Coen Brothers movies. I mean, Big Lebowski is a fantastic movie. I feel like kind of more like a good one-liners. Um, so, I, I'm with you. For me, it's still Raising Arizona. Oh, yeah, I mean, you just go to the OG right. on that. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's just so the, fast. The soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> the patio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man. Mm-hmm. So, um, what are your hobbies other than what, what what became what was a hobby and is now your your business? Um. Well, um, I've got a lot of hobbies. Um, I'm really big into hiking, um, so I do a lot of backpacking. A lot of backcountry, stuff like that. Weird camping, like in the middle of winter and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I like to cook, so I do a lot of cooking and creating there. I like to do a lot of woodworking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wood shop. You know, try to find pieces of wood that I find on my hikes and things like that. Um, and then, other than that, just kind of traveling. Like, well, I can't say. <laughs> I can't say that's a current hobby because I've had no time uh, to do any traveling. But um, and then before this, my you know home brewing, you know, um, and so it's just the one one hobby I turned into a profession. Sure. Sort of thing, so. If you uh, had the luxury of hitting the four hundred million dollar Powerball at some point, <laughs> what, what would you do? Um, you know, I'd probably just pay off anything I need, buy a nice building, and then just come in and brew beer and just pay all my people really well, and then go on trips. <laughs> travel around and come back to brew beer yeah live the dream i totally <laughs> yeah, get yeah. that but i still want to serve i love i love making beer you know yep so, uh, it's definitely something i like to do <laughs> <laughs> but i would definitely get a, a boat maybe you know, travel around what uh what prompted you to take the hobby to the business um well <clears throat> i've been kind of looking into doing a brewery for a good five years um, prior um, but I just I guess timing wise kids age uh, <clears throat> just what I was doing in my last career um, just didn't quite sync up and uh, wanted to have because once I started doing this it was just like no time whatsoever you know um, and I knew starting a business just sucks everything out and the, and, the, and the job I had before it gave me a lot of latitude to create my own schedule and spend time with the kids and kind of focus on you know their final school years and things so um so yeah and I was kind of getting tired of my last job I wasn't really you know into it as much as I used to um, it was just getting kind of repetitive and routine mm-hmm. so, great job and great money and, and a fun fun industry but uh just uh you know after 20 years run its course sometimes you run its course right and you want to try something new and you get to an age where you're like you know life is short pull the triggers on things you know the other thing too is I felt like, you know, just looking at the market in Charlottesville, I felt that this area could use a nano brewery. Um, I felt all the other breweries were kind of, you know, go, you know, their, their trajectory was to hit the ground as fast as they could and run and get as big as they can. And which is obvious, um, there were some that weren't, but I wanted to get in there and be like a small batch, kind of a little different take on beer, more true to style and kind of get away from the norm. You know, I see trends, so I try to break them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like usually doing everything. That if I see lots of people doing something, I probably won't do that. <laughs> it's just yeah. my nature. Um, so, you know, I felt like it just needed something. You know, cork kind of hip, small batch. You know, true to style sort of uh, nano brewery in town to kind of open people up to learn more about classic styles of beer. For those that don't know, define nanobrewery to them. Anything that's like smaller than, I get, there's different definitions, but you could say five barrel bats are smaller. You could say seven, smaller than seven barrels is typically the generalized definition. Um, But you can, um, you know, I would say anything between one and five barrels would be considered 
the inning size. You know, so you can brew by yourself. You don't need a team. You don't need a brew deck. You know, and special equipment to really get in there. So basically, if, if my math is right, that's somewhere around three hundred gallons or less. Basically. Yeah, I mean, a barrel is thirty-three gallons, right? Yeah. So roughly. Exactly. So you, you three hundred gallons or less is typically a, a nano. Tell me about a time that you failed to achieve and how you overcame. Uh, that's like an interview question. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is in fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, there's that's that's how you learn. I mean, there's countless times where I failed to achieve something, and, and uh, you know, I think I think what you do is you just kind of move. You learn so you can achieve something similar or something different down the road. Um, you know. Uh, that, Gosh, there's so many, there's so many examples. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because this, this part, this part of learning, um, uh, you know, I guess, uh, I guess there was, there was definitely a time where I was, you know, there's definitely positions I went for that I didn't get, didn't get. Um, and that was either because I didn't have the, either the enthusiasm, like I really didn't want to do it. And it was something like on paper, it looked good, but then deep down I didn't so sometimes that that would be it there was definitely a time where there was a position that opened up that management wanted me to do and I came in there with an idea of it and it was just not the same idea that they wanted and they're just like well we were on the different pages here this isn't gonna work and I put a lot of time and effort into that and I felt like that was kind of like a, a failure but in a sense it was it was a good failure because I ended up not doing it which would have changed the trajectory I probably wouldn't have the brewery today so um, you know that that's a good thing and i would have been stuck in an office and doing things i didn't like you know for just more money and i don't know if that's really what i wanted to do um but uh, you know i think again life is full of failures and that's how you learn to achieve things and <clears throat> um so far so good with this place i don't feel like i've had made any really bad business decisions yet so <laughs> we'll see <laughs> <laughs> so if well let me let me take a different step um did you have a mentor at any point in this business or in the, in the prior business that helped you um so again back to my upbringing being an only child with a single parent um i'm kind of one of those just solo people you know so i don't i don't lean on a lot of people for any kind of things like that i just i just do it mm -hmm. you know so definitely a big no on that one i could say i have any like true mentors there's definitely things i look up to and i, I get ideas from but I'm kind of a do-it-myself kind of person, so. What kind of feedback do you get from the patrons here um, at the brewery? What, it, in terms of directions to move the, the styles, and then how do you take that feedback, and, and how do you action it? Um, <clears throat> most of the feedback is really good. I mean, I really like the customer base here. Um, I've enjoyed it from day one. Um, I really like working behind the bar, too, because you get to talk to the customers. Um, and get kind of like valid, raw feedback. And it's rarely, I've rarely had anything negative. I mean, it's all been really fun. Um, you know, people like the styles, they, you know, they get, they get a flight or something and they, uh, they're like, wow, everyone is great, really like this, or I had no idea that, you know, I think opening people up to new things that they didn't think they would like is fun. Um, learning process, things like that. Um, but yeah, all the feedback has been just propelling me to do more of what I wanted to do in the first place, you know? So that's what kind of, you know, pushes me forward is to get that kind of feedback and see 
you know, the enjoyment people get out of things that I make, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess the most times that it really affects my business is that people are like, hey, can you do something like this or can you do something like that? And I whittle around and I play with it and then I put something together and we make it happen, you know. Or a home brewer comes in and they've got a, you know, a good beer and they bring it in and, and they're like, really would love to see this on a bigger scale or something like that. And that's really fun too, you know, doing some collaboration work. Um, so, yeah, but over that, I mean, I, I probably, from general folks, I um, don't get too much criticism. Whether I take it or not, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about the next uh, 18 months to five years. How do, how do you see the brewery moving? Um, well, I mean, right now, I mean, the original plan was to do the nano. I mean, the business model is uh, small, nimble, low overhead, fresh beer. Um, and so uh, I, I knew that just having one location isn't going to be incredibly profitable um, just because of volume. Um, not to say that it isn't a profitable business, but, uh, you know, my goal is to have, you know, a couple nanos in town um, to uh, kind of spread that out a little bit, kind of uh, utilize the different markets that Charlottesville has to offer. But uh, I guess I would say in the next, in the next two, two, to, two to three years, it's going to be, um, you know, building capital, running to two nanobreweries in town, and, uh, and then maybe having an eye on a final resting place, you know, um, maybe buy a building, um, you know, again, keeping it small, but maybe, you know, not leasing someplace where there's some sort of sunset to the time period, you know, where mm -hmm. I know I can just have a stable, rooted business, you know, in a place where I'm not dealing with landlords and things like that. So I think that would be the final thing. I, I, in five years, I'd like to see maybe a final rockfish in Charlottesville at, at one place. And that could be the case, or it could be where I still have multiple branches around. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Peter. Um, for those that don't know, Peter and I met because I am a home brewer and, and came into fifth season and we just started chatting. And, uh, and has developed a nice relationship. So I want to thank you for your time. Um, and uh, what's the address? Uh, 900 Preston Avenue, Charlottesville, Virginia. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, Peter. You betcha.